Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Age of Athena. Age of Athena is a progressive symphonic band from Canada. They released their long-awaited masterpiece, Gate to Oblivion, a must for all metal fans. And here is my interview with Age of Athena. Zachary. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Doing great, how are you? Fantastic, fantastic, thank you. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Well, of course. Thanks for reaching out and uh, wanting to chat with us. We we uh, we love talking to new people that we don't know, right? So, absolutely. Connections. Whereabouts are you from, anyway, Bob? I'm from Ohio. Oh, cool. Yeah, I wanted to know in Toronto. Ah, we're neighbors. (laughs) Maybe, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you could talk about the song uh, Burn Down the Sun. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, Burn Down the Sun, you know, it's been great. We've been receiving a lot of praise for that song in particular. And it really is sort of our largest, most bombastic song. It was also the hardest one to write. You know, we... We worked on it up to a certain point and then we took like a year off of it because we just didn't know how to finish it. You know, when we got to the end of the keyboard solo and we broke off into the, the different sections, we were just stuck for a while. And then, you know, after a year when we revisited it, we wanted to finish. We, uh, we cracked the code and uh, we finished it. You know, Nathan, our keyboard player, had, um, he had this amazing intro, the guitar harmony and all the chords and everything. And then you know, I sort of filled in the verses and the choruses and then together him and I at the end reconvened and finished off the outro. So it took a lot of work, that one, but but worth it because everybody seems to like it. So it makes us feel good. Feels rewarding, you know, so. Absolutely. Another one of my favorites is Fallen Skies. I wanted to know if you could speak on that song. Yeah, Fallen Skies actually is a tune that instrumentally I wrote in high school and just always had in a back pocket. And then when it came to choosing a song, choosing songs for the album, everyone seemed to really like that one. You know, the intro riff, you know, we have a lot of metal and and what have you on the album, but this intro riff stands out as one of being the most recognizable, kind of cool, memorable guitar riffs on the album, which is great. You know, we really liked how the chorus, especially, we have some screaming in songs, but we really liked how the chorus in this one has singing and screaming, doing trade-off back and mm-hmm. forth. And it was just really fun to write. And also the solo started out as a guitar solo, but then Nathan put keyboards on top of it as well. And now it sounds more keyboard heavy, so he kind of stole my solo a bit. <laughs> <laughs> But it's awesome. It's got a guitar and keyboards in there harmonizing the arpeggiated solo. And uh, it's really, really upbeat and energetic. And, and one of our favorite ones to play live as well. Nice and short, nice and sweet compared to the other songs as well. So, yeah. Well, now you know my favorites. If you had to pick one, what would it be and why? Uh, uh. Yeah, you know, of course, everyone always says picking children's heart. But really, for me, it is clear that my personal favorite is Dance with the Devil. That was our first single. 
basically dance with the devil has everything in a song that I enjoy. I enjoy, of course, big, clean vocals. It's a strong melodic chorus. It's one of my favorite choruses. I enjoy screen vocals as well that I put on there. So having both myself and Helen, you know, doing our thing is awesome. It's high energy. It's, it's nice triplet bouncy feel. Also, I like to shred and solo. Nathan likes to shred and solo. So a minute long section of just soloing is awesome. So it touches on all the talents and all the requirements, all the boxes checked off of what I like in a song for this one. So dance of the devil, 100%. And if you could give me a history lesson on the band um, and catch me up. Well, of course. Yeah. So, so Nathan and I, we met in university around 2016 or so we went to to university of western together we're a few years apart and we were both in music and it was a small metal community in london ontario and we just ended up you know getting acquainted with one another and started jamming and we jammed you know with several other people in the beginning and started writing songs and it was great and then eventually a year later when we're, when i was out of school we uh, we connected with helen and michael through uh a online service you know buying and selling called kijiji where you can also meet other local musicians so we found helen and michael and kijiji which was awesome you know we just saw their ads looking to make a band and then we all just started jamming and continuing to flesh out and polish off our songwriting and start playing some shows and uh it was really cool and from there the rest is kind of history so and I wanted to know if you could speak on the album artwork, um, its meaning and the artist. Of course. You know, we love talking about the artwork because <laughs> the artwork is simply amazing and, dare I say, almost overshadows the music a bit. It's, it's so good. You know, we, we were looking for artists online and we knew we wanted to, to go by right because, you know, not, you know, we've seen some some questionable artwork out there, but we wanted to really, especially put in the, the resources and the money for getting something awesome. So we found this guy named Pierre Alain, and he's from France. And um, we found him online and we messaged him and he asked us, what are some of your ideas for the vision? So Helen had ideas of like, you know, we see this big gate with a sun in the background, a girl with angel wings, and the color scheme is like very black and orange and browns kind of thing. And then a few short weeks later, he sent back, Pierre sent back a pretty much a first draft of almost what you see now. And it, uh, I mean, it looks amazing. We love the artwork. Everybody asks us about it. And we're really proud of the work that Pierre did with it. And we'll probably work with him again in the future because it looks awesome <laughs> and i wanted to ask you your top three guitarists and why they are for sure i mean uh from all my first love in music was guns and roses still are today I, I have a les paul gold top you know slash i'm a big lifelong diehard fan slash is the man he writes you know he just has such a great slinky slithery sort of freestyle lead playing which is awesome but more importantly his solos are memorable and singable you can remember how they all go right right um, 
you know, they're all it's super, like Sweet Child of Mine has like five solos and you could sing them all. They're just so great. Um, Inve Malmsteen, when it comes to the solo guitar player world, Inve Malmsteen was always a guy that blew my mind like many, many others. It's just the speed, the impeccable speed, the neoclassical shred. Everything he does is just phenomenal. And I love that guy as well. And my favorite band, you know, Guns N' Roses, but also Avenged Sevenfold. So Sinister Gates as well writes very memorable solos. He's, he writes very challenging passages as well, his technique. He really pushes metal guitar in a direction that it needs to go in and is really one of the big uh, influencers and innovators in modern metal guitar. Sinister Gates from Avenged Sevenfold. Love that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> Do you play guitar, Bob? Um, many moons ago, I used to, and then I dropped playing it. I just, oh, no uh, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't go where I wanted it to, and uh, just kind of dropped it. And just uh, right now, just spend most of my time. Uh, I reviewed 20 to 30 albums a week. <laughs> oh, so dude, that's that, thick. Do you that still takes have all it? my time. Do you still have any guitars at home just sitting around? Yeah. No, oh, no. okay, that's too bad. 20 to 30 albums a week. Wow, that's wild. And you have a full-time day job as well, probably? A nighttime job. I'm a midnight maniac. Oh, my gosh. Wow. How do you even find the time for this? But this is great. <laughs> You're doing great. But Love music it. has always been a passion of mine, especially metal. Well, I know. Same. Same. Metal, 100%. Guitar, metal, music. You know, even with the day job, you know, I'm a teacher. So, you know, it's great. I'm a teacher by day and then, you know, try and just live the rock star dream by night. So, you know, do what you can to keep the passions alive, you know? So, yeah. Um, will you tour the album? You know, we'd like to, we'd like to obviously with COVID uh, right now, Ontario just hit with, got hit with more restrictions a week ago and things are closed again. Uh, it's always on and off here in Ontario. But, um, you know, we've already started going out We're and like I've been to some live shows. I've been supporting live music. Some of us have been as well, some of the others. And it's something we're looking forward to. We're going out, we're looking forward and supporting live music and also, you know, performing and being a part of the live music scene ourselves. So this year we're, I don't know if we're going to go on a full-fledged tour, but we're definitely looking to play as many shows this year as possibly can given the circumstances, right? So, yeah. And are there any tracks that didn't make the cut on the album? Um, there were, when we were, when it came to putting the tracks together, of course, there are a few other songs. By the end of it, we did have a collection of songs and we basically took a vote on what we thought should make the cut. And, you know, Fallen Skies, and Burn Down the Sun were two songs that were voted to make the cut, whereas the other six were already a part of it. And then, um, yeah, so there's definitely other songs, just preferences on the band voting. And, you know, there's definitely stuff that we're looking to revisit again for the future, whether it be releasing singles or prepping for album number two in a couple months or a few short years. So, yeah, there's a few other tunes, but... You know, we just picked what we thought was strongest and the best for Gate to Oblivion. So, yeah. And if you could pick your proudest moment as a musician, what would you say that was? 
proudest moment as a musician like ever it's tough there's there's um there's so many um this one sounds kind of um <laughs> sounds kind of like self-conceited or something but you know nathan and i when we were writing burn down the sun as i said we um we had a lot of trouble writing that song and basically when we wrote the ending of the song the melody and the chords and the drums as soon as we kind of wrote it out in our workstation and we hit the space bar and press play to the outro of burn down the sun and the first time we heard a loose version of it we both just looked at each other and we we were grinning and we kind of knew that we created musically our best part on our album that we were really proud of and and it is really humbling to see you know i feel rewarded and satisfied seeing our friends and and fans and other you know news magazine outlets saying dropping burn down the sun as being the best because we felt it was the best writing it we put a lot of work into it it was very rewarding to finish it and it's very rewarding to hear the response for that so i'd say that's probably a very proud moment in um in my musical career so <laughs> and what can fans uh look for next well i'm glad you asked we have uh we just shot a music video for one of our tracks and we're expecting to drop that in probably a, a month or less just waiting for it to get finished editing we expect to start playing a lot of shows in 2022 given we're able to and you know we're always writing music and we have a lot of stuff going up the pipeline already and you know maybe in 2022 if we're lucky we can push out you know a new single on its own at some point this year and that would be really exciting so yeah there's plenty to look forward to <laughs> And another track I wanted to discuss is uh, All For Nothing. How did that song come into fruition? All For Nothing. Well, this is a funny one. So uh, <laughs> so we were writing songs and, you know, myself and Nathan, and we had a different singer at the time. Like I said, we had a few early musicians at the time. So uh, Nathan and the singer, they were out in my living room. They started writing All For Nothing. I said, you guys have fun. I'm going to go in the kitchen and make some food. So I'm in my kitchen stirring around ravioli on my stovetop, just listening to them play out ideas on the piano, hum out melodies. And basically the two of them kind of wrote that song out. And it's, it's quite beautiful. I really like it. It's, um, it's got a nice melody over the choral harmony. And, you know, the song, because I'm a guitar player, it, um, it lacks in guitar, but that's fine because not every song calls for guitar except at the end when there's a guitar solo of course and mm -hmm. even even that's really melodic and really singable and i really like that guitar solo and the song's just really nice and it's a bit the song is a bit of a slow burn from start to finish but the ending feels very rewarding when you finally hit the climax and live actually Playing this song is a great mood setter in our live show, and it feels really nice and, and cathartic. And the response from, you know, our friends and fans out in the audience also re are receiving it very well, that song. So, yeah. 
And I also wanted to ask you, uh, if I come visit your house and you want to introduce me to uh, food in Canada, what would we eat? <laughs> food in Canada. I mean, I guess the stereotypes, let's say maple syrup. So we could do pancakes and waffles and just put a bunch of maple syrup on there. <laughs> you know, um, uh, poutine also started off in Montreal. I didn't even have a poutine until I was a teenager. And I went to, well, not Montreal, Quebec as a whole, I guess. And uh, poutine's really great, you know, but we also just love, <laughs> we love gold, good old American food. You know, I'm dying to visit the U.S. and get some In-N-Out burger. Um, I'm dying to try White Castle. I'm dying to try. Ooh. You guys have Chick-fil-A. We don't really have that here. Yes. Yes, we <laughs> do. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big fast food connoisseur. I don't know if you could tell. And I would just love to visit the States and uh, try some of your establishments. But yeah, poutine and maple syrup here. Maybe poutine with maple syrup if you're down. So... <laughs> And uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but can you describe to me what a toop is? A toop? Is that, I don't know if it's a toop. It's some kind of hat. Maybe a toque? Like T-O-O-K? Maybe in Canada. I remember, this, this is show my age, but um, Getty Lee did a song... Um, Take off to the Great White North with Bob and Doug McKenzie. And they talked about wearing a toque, and I thought it was some sort of hat. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just looking it up now, and for sure I can see. Yep. Toques. Yeah. So it's spelled T O Q U E. My bad. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> because we're in Canada, toque is just a hat that you slap on. There could be a pom pom at the top of it. And it just keeps your head warm. Very winter seasonal type hats. You wouldn't be wearing that in the summer. So only when it's chilly out, like right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love toques. <laughs> and what is your um, equipment of choice when you play live? Well, of course, you know, I have, you know, a Gibson Les Paul, right? I'm a big Slash fan. I have a seven-string Ibanez guitar. Ibanez is great for metal. I also recently have been playing, you know, Ola England's Solar guitars, which is crushing for metal. You know, and then I have a standard pedal board with, you know, distortion, wah pedal, things like that. And my amp, you know, I, I just, I stick with the classic with Marshall, um, you know, Marshall JVM half stack Marshall's are the way to go, but I'll tell you, I am really interested in, uh, the new digital age, people using digital amps like Axe effects and things like that. Cause I think, you know, slowly over time, technology has been catching up and we're getting to that point now where the differences between digital amps and recording is, is it's tough to notice the difference between that and more authentic, like real cabs. So eventually a lot of us, myself included, are, are going to be playing straight through the PA with, you know, digital amp sims, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but just a Marshall and a Les Paul and some metal Ibanez guitars for now. So. <laughs> and Ibanez, they use the Marzo pickups. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, certain ones. There's I don't know which ones mine have, but I know there's a lot of different versions of pickups and different models, which is cool. So, yeah, they all sound great. Demarzio sounds great. Um, yeah, whatever they use works for me and sounds great. <laughs> and what's the best way to get merchandise for the band from the band? For sure. So, talking merchandise, we have we have our website uh agelathena.ca and that's where you could buy things i think we have like stickers and and shirts and stuff like that but let's say we're talking about like cds you know we have a band camp just look us up age of athena on band camp also through the website we have um cd sales as well so and you can also pick it up through apple music itunes spotify you can find us anywhere anywhere online for the music just look up age of athena and it'll be there so yeah excellent and lastly i wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your band what would that message be a message to my band your fans oh my fans (laughs) a message to my band i don't know stop slacking off maybe To my fans, to my fans. Well, you know, it's great. Um, you know, I, it's uh, because this is our first release. I never, I always felt weird talking about using the word fans. I always just say friends and family. So I'm really excited now to, you know, we've been, we've been hearing from people that we don't know and, and they're genuine fans and it's really cool. And a message to them is uh, thank you so much for, listening to our music, our brand new music and, and supporting us, you know, we're not a brand new band, but we're, we're kind of coming out of the gate as a new act in the metal scene. And we're just really happy for anyone who, who listens and likes and appreciates and can find some meaning in the music for themselves. So we just, you know, thank all of our fans for supporting us and, and we hope to, to not disappoint in the future and, continue releasing you know quality music that um everybody could love and listen to together and celebrate so yeah so thank you fans (laughs) and on a side note i also wanted to ask you uh what subject do you teach wow i'm glad you asked so i'm a teacher and i teach music primarily and also history is my second so i kind of dabble in both but predominantly music and it's, uh, it's really rewarding. You know, I just had a guitar class last semester and, you know, teaching kids guitar because that's what my passion is. It's, it's really cool and awesome, man. So I love it. I love it. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And please feel free to update me at any time. Well, of course, Bob, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I'm glad that we could connect and i'm looking forward to chatting more in the in the near future so thank you so much dude thank you and you have a great rest of your day my friend thank you too take care and stay safe all right you too as well cheers cheers man i'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast you can sponsor the podcast just click that button and you can be a member of the family And remember, come see me for a fix.